Sean. Catherine, what's going on? Hey, Nicole. Welcome to another edition of Paranormal Cryptid Rabbit Hoes. Yeah, we got it going on tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Where we go, Roger? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition there. So, Mr. Decker, what we got going? Hey, Russ. All right. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing tonight? We have a great show tonight. I'm really excited about this guest. I first came across this guest listening to another podcast about a year ago. I got to meet them in person. And I like to think within that year, we've become pretty good friends. We've had many conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Miss Lady Anne to the show tonight. Miss Lady Anne Celine. Lady Anne, come on down. How you doing there? Welcome to the show. How you hey, doing? Hey, I'm wonderful. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we are excited man, to have you. So glad to have you. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so, yes, glad all to right. have you. Everybody's settling in right now. But, yeah. So, uh, tell us all about yourself. Oh my gosh, where do I start? <laughs> I, I, I guess I like to say that I was born with the paranormal in my blood because ever since my earliest memory, it was something that, you know, definitely seemed otherworldly. And, and as I grew, I realized that people don't really have memories that go as far back as, as this. And what it was is, my dad had dropped me off at a babysitter's house and I was probably, I would say about a year old or, or so. And I remember looking out this beautiful picture window. And as I looked at the colors, I remember thinking, wow, I came back. So that's my earliest memory. And from there, <laughs> let me tell you, it has been a wild ride between experiencing hauntings, shadow entities, um, UFO sightings, um, I guess a Sasquatch. I'm not really sure just because the behavior <laughs> of it seemed to be a little right. not what I normally hear. <laughs> so yeah, you name it. I've pretty much uh, experienced it, it seems. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Awesome. And then as far as in the community, what do you do in the community? I've researched, but like I know, but tell the audience what, what you do for the community and what's going on. Well, I actually run a paranormal digital broadcasting station called KPNL, which is uh, short for K Paranormal. And we have a lot of really great podcasts that we play run seven days a week. And when we're not playing um, podcasts, we have music and even the music kind of has that paranormal theme with it. Some of the songs are said to kind of have like a haunting with them. And then there's other songs that just talk about witches and demons and curses and things. And, and then um, I also authored a book called Aperture in the Veil, um, which is basically a diary of my whole life. Uh, and then I also run a podcast, but it's currently not in production uh, because I'm so focused on my writing, but my podcast is called the Caravan Library of Lore. Interesting. Yep. All, all around. And I was real excited when I found out that you guys had signed up with one of my favorite podcasts other than this one, Weird Darkness. That was really exciting. <laughs> um, yes. I've been following him for, gosh, for years. For years, I've been following the Weird Darkness of Darren Marlar. So that was that was really cool to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so excited about everybody that we have on the station. It's been, uh, let's see, I think we've been on air since January of 2020, and uh, I really wanted to create a community of people. It, it really started with getting on my first podcast, where or you know when I was interviewed, and when I told my stories for the first time, I it was terrifying. It was it was really hard because. <laughs> You know, not only are you really putting yourself out there and you're telling these stories, but like how many people are listening to you? And so, right, right. you know, and then and then they know where to find you. So they're messaging me on Facebook and and but all the messages <laughs> were really healing and it was validating. And after I experienced that, I was like, oh, my gosh, 
maybe this is part of the reason why I've experienced so much in my life, because now I want to kind of carry that torch and I want to facilitate that healing for others. And, and having a podcast and a radio station is definitely a way that I, I can do that. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. The, it is. Take that leap of faith, right? And to step out <laughs> of the shadows and say, mm-hmm. I am one of you all. I yeah. experienced mm-hmm. this. It, it takes a lot, a lot of, of person to do that. It really does. Yeah, that's yep. for sure. Yeah, that's hard. And so going back, like, what did you first start encountering? I know we talked about like your first memory and, and I'm kind of like mm-hmm. you, I have early memories. Um, I was born in South America. I can remember the first house that I lived in was we called the lake house. It was at a house on stilts in the middle of a lake. Um, but when my mom tells stories about it, I was still crawling in, in, in diapers, but I, I clearly have memories of that house. So I'm also an early memory person. Um, and I find it fascinating when I, when, when I realize that most people don't have that. And right. it's interesting, like, like, really? Like, you don't remember, like, when <laughs> you don't remember anything before you were like five? Like, I don't understand that. Right, um, right. So no, I don't know. Sure. Now, let me ask you this question. I find for me, I have a hard time putting things in, in like chronology and chronological order. I can't necessarily say I was this old when this happened. I relate it to like where I was living at the time frame, because the way my life is, it was broken up. Like in these years, I was living here. These years I was living there. So it's kind of easier to pinpoint. Do you have that problem with, with being an early memory person or do you have a really good grasp on timelines for stuff? No, I, I definitely do have a good grasp. I, I feel on, on timelines. Sometimes I can get confused on what part happened first. Um, mm-hmm. Just because at, at times there is an uptick of, I don't know, activity or experiences. And when something mm-hmm. happens, you know, like that, where there might be three different instances in a row, going back, you know, humans, our recall isn't that fantastic. <laughs> and <Right>. that's why <laughs> it's so important that we write everything down as much as we can, man. Let me tell you, when I went to Ireland, Um, we were there for gosh, seven to nine days and I brought a notebook and every single time I got back on that bus, I was writing down everything that I saw, felt, smelled, tasted, experienced everything. And I remember by day five, I asked people, I says, okay, what did we do on day three? Nobody could remember. Cause it was just so much. I mean, we were, you know, we were definitely going to like three places every day. And so, um, it's, it's just, it's easy to definitely get that confused, but for the most part, um, I do have a pretty solid grasp on, on most of the timeline for my life up to this point. So with all the fascinating stuff that you've been through and you've experienced, what was, the first type of, of, of paranormal activities that you remember experiencing other mm-hmm. than that recall of I'm back. Cause I mean, that's a huge thing right. in and of itself. Um, what was it? Ghost? Was it UFOs? Uh, what was going shadow. on? It was a shadow entity. I remember being in my crib and I remember I was standing and I could hold the, you know, I, I can even see it right now. The, the, the wooden, you know, and I, I would look down my hallway and next to my door, there was a plug in and I had, that's where my nightlight was. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. no shame here. Okay. I had a nightlight there until I was 18. And uh, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't move around. I, I stayed in that house and that's where my nightlight always was. And just beyond where the light would kind of trickle out into the hallway. The, the way that the hallway was, so it's hard to explain a little bit. My dad's bedroom door was directly in front of mine, which kind of made the wall go out a little bit, and then the hallway. So you could stand there and mm-hmm. kind of peek around. And I remember seeing these human-like, it was human-shaped, but it was a shadow hand. And I could see the silhouette of 
somebody it seemed it was it was a shadow person that would kind of put their hand along the wall there and just kind of peek but they never they never made it into my room but i remember seeing that from the time i was in my crib until i mean until my parents allowed me to shut the door Ah! No! 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 Uh -uh. Yeah! No! Hey! Can you can you see me? I got holy water. There you go with the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy. No, uh, Yolanda wants to know. Uh, man, that creeps me out. Yolanda wants to know, Lady Anne, what's the difference between shadow people and spirits? Well. <laughs> what are spirits i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> this gets a little okay because i've i've been going through how do i want to answer this um so i published my first book but i have a second one that i'm working on that is kind of revisiting all of my experiences as i understood them in that moment and i'm seeing that there is this metamorphosis that's taking place. So with spirits, one of the things that I learned about was that, you know, it could be a time slip. So it's not a spirit of somebody that's passed on. Sometimes it's this time slip and you're seeing somebody from the future or the past kind of a thing. Um, and a shadow person I mean, that's that's another thing that has taken on a metamorphosis as well, because was it a shadow person or could it be a screen memory that was given to you by, a, you know, another being um, and you're actually mm -hmm. seeing something else, but it's projecting itself as a as a shadow being. So unfortunately, there there is no definitive answer to what is a shadow being what is a spirit in my opinion oh you're making me feel like i'm in a horror movie i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> so uh brian wants to know what is an exorcist oh, or an nope. exorcist what is that uh, lady and what's your what's your new word the one we were talking about that's what he's asking about yeah uh, esotericist so i okay uh, am i, I going to get banned off one of my platforms tonight no no, no this, this is okay i promise oh, all right goodness. so <laughs> um so the, with the esotericist it's kind of funny so justin and i were actually talking about this over the last 48 hours um so when I was asked to come on some different podcasts and, and one of them specifically, cause I've been on coast to coast AM twice and it seems like a lot of people try to ask you, what is your title? What, what are you, you know? So you've got a ufologist, a cryptozoologist, a paranormal historian. Um, and because I'm so vast, I never really had a title and I didn't really want to box myself into anything. And I came across the word esotericist today and it really speaks to the mosaic of things that I, you know, do between uh, metaphysics and spirituality to the ghosts and the shadow entities to UFOs and aliens. It's all part of uh, esoteric uh, you know, study. So I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try this on for size. And I think that it, it fits what I do and, uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> well, evidently it does. Now, Joanne Jackson's <laughs> like, I'll say, mate, where are you from Lady Anne, please? You have a lovely, oh. clear voice. She's from UK. Thank you. Thank you. So ladies, um, Joanne's from UK. So she talks a little funny from different from us, mate. So I, I was, <laughs> well, I actually just moved. So I was in Oregon, beautiful Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest where I grew up. And now I'm, uh, I'm in Texas in, uh, this inferno. <laughs> right. It's, it's been a journey. That's for sure. It was amazing. Cause we, we drove here. Um, so it's 2000 miles and we went through like six different States and mm -hmm. it's, it's been incredible to be in such a place <laughs> that is so vastly different from the Pacific Northwest. I mean, the flora, the fauna, I, everything. 
There you go. Yep. Joanne Jackson, there's your answer. Yes. She's over there. And that's why we don't have video tonight with Lady Anne is because she doesn't even have her actual setup together yet, but she was still gracious enough to come on uh, just with audio so she could be with us tonight. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you. my gosh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was, at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't find my cord. So I went through my boxes and I found the cord to be able to hook up my mic. And I've got it propped up on a chair. So I'm sitting on the floor <laughs> and I have no idea where my camera is. <laughs> but I'll get myself together here eventually. <laughs> oh, I know how that is. It's awful moving studios. Joanne Jackson says, thank you. <laughs> Of course. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you. And Yolanda, Yolanda says thank you, Lady Anne, as well, for yeah. answering her spirit question. So, yeah. yes, awesome. So, Interesting. Um, what other shadow people or shadow experiences have you had? I'm really fascinated with the shadow mm -hmm. man subject. It's always one I've been studying. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, I see shadows frequently on a daily basis. Um, and I was telling you about this the other day. Um, I see movement a lot. Um, the shadows that I see is like something running across the floor or something flying through the air. Like I can be in a building and I'll see something and I'll look and there's nothing there, but it looks like a bird or something like that. I don't generally experience what I call people, although I have seen them. Um, so what other like shadow entities have you come across? Uh, well, I've actually talked to different people because of mm -hmm. having the podcast that have talked about seeing like four legged shadow entities mm -hmm. that were kind of like a dog or a cat. And, and I mean, they range in so many different sizes. Um, but for me personally, it was mostly always these it was like these shadow people, but then there was also these cloaked figures Mm -hmm. that you could just tell that they kind of look like a monk. Um, and then kind of a weird story. I <laughs> am not staying at your place. Uh, we, can, <laughs> we can roll that out. Yes. Well, <laughs> no. No. I, uh -uh. <laughs> I had a friend who was experiencing things in her house, and she had said that, um, and it, and it was quite strange because her radio each night would start to make a strange sound and she would try to turn it off. Um, she had two, one in each bedroom. And if she would turn one off in her room where it had started, the other one would turn on and continue this strange static sound. And she just felt like there was a presence in the house and she, you know, could hear movement and footsteps and stuff. And so... I was actually part of what was called a healing group from the time I was 15 until um, 20 in my 20s, late 20s, because everybody kind of moved around and stuff. And and while I was there, I was taught how to do house blessings and cleansings and even how to try and cleanse people and sever attachments and things that they might have. Well, um, I went over to the house and I decided, you know, I said, I'll, I'll give this a try. You're my first solo case. So I'll, I'll see what happens. And when I went in there, I remember walking up the stairs and I had gotten to the very top step and I felt, oh, I felt so dizzy. It was almost like I was going to fall backwards down the stairs. And, you know, I pushed through it and I got into the bedroom and, not with my physical eyes, but in my mind's eye, just this overwhelming vision, if you will, and feeling of a man standing there, but he kind of, it was a dark figure. So kind of like a shadow person, but he had a hat. Hat man. And later on, yes, and I had no idea that <laughs> Hat Man existed. This is before, mm -hmm. long before any kind of, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have my podcast. I didn't have any of the connections that I do now. And I've learned that that's what that was, you know, later on. And so I did what I was taught to do. And it was strange because when he left, it was more like I'm leaving on my own accord, but like you're not getting rid of me kind of a thing. And, mm -hmm. it, but she never, she never had another issue at that house again. So, so I don't know. Wow. The, the hat man itself is, is a fascinating topic. Um, 
there's a story I don't tell very often, but we used to live in Wisconsin, uh, owned a couple houses up there. And my now ex-wife and my oldest son on occasion was seeing a guy that would walk by the house and lean up against our fence on the yard. We had a chain link fence and look into the house and then he would walk away. And when I try to get her to describe it to me, because I'm a protective father and husband, I'm going, who's this creepy guy checking out my house, right? Well, the thing was, is they could never really describe him other than he wore a dark hat and a dark trench coat, kind of a looking thing. They, we could never see his face. They could never see anything other than just dark hat, like a, like a, a hat like I wear. Right. With the wide brim on it and the dark trench coat. And they say they would see him walk up to the house or the fence and lean on the fence and just watch the house for a few minutes and then keep going. Um, and I've never, never saw. There was one time where they were like, look, he's right there. And I'm like, I, I don't see anything. Um, it was only my ex-wife and my oldest son that could see him. And it was just creepy. And from that point on. We had, uh, we got crosses and we put crosses over all the doors to the house and we would say a blessing over the house and over the family just to make sure, cause we didn't know what was going on. Right now I want to put a caveat on this guys, cause with my beliefs, um, I have a Christian background. I do not believe that the cross itself has any power. It is a symbol of our faith and where we believe. Um, so no, I, I don't personally believe that the cross itself is going to do anything. It's the symbol of our faith as where the power comes in. So I just want to put that out there before anybody starts questioning that part of it. Um, but I, there's, there's no other way to describe that entity other than a hat man. Right. You know, I mean, that's what it was. And you hear all these stories. And, and the thing about the hat man is every story I've ever heard, everybody I've ever talked to that experienced the hat man, there's always a negative connotation, a negative feeling to the hat man, right? So okay. a lot of shadow people, there, there's not a whole lot of, of feeling either way. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. Most of the time it's neutral. It's just scary because of something we don't understand. But with the hat man, I've noticed it tends to always have some kind of negative connotation to a negative feeling by the experiencer. Right, right. And I've run into that as well. And I've also run into the stories where they've talked about a hat man and then these other shadow entities being there. And that it's almost like he, I don't want to say like he controls them, but it's almost like a ringleader or like a, mm -hmm. you know, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Almost like a hierarchy kind of thing. And, you know, the symbol right. is the hat or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely I think. scary stuff, that's for sure. And then I think as a researcher, one of the hardest things to really research is things like the shadow people because all you have are stories. There's literally right. nothing else you can go to, you know, and people can't even define it because it, it's a shadow. <laughs> it's like, that's all there is <laughs> yeah. to it, right? And then you, you have to go, you have to use a lot of discernment to, to, try and consider if if somebody's being honest and factual or if they're just making stuff up because like you know with, with bigfoot and we'll talk about your bigfoot encounter like you said there, there's kind of a, a set pattern to behaviors and once you've researched enough and studied enough you start learning these behavioral patterns and different things that they do and you can be like yeah that's i've heard that before or that's completely different and with shadow people it, it's so all over the board you, you hear ones like right. yours where it's just you see like a hand and maybe just a head peeking kind of a thing. Um, and I've heard of ones where supposedly they were getting violent and attacking people and actually leaving bruises and black eyes and stuff. Right. So it, it, it's wild. And it, it's it's one of those things where you, you, there's nothing really to research other than collecting people's stories, at least at least from what I found. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is, too, and is so there are stories where you might have multiple people experiencing a, a ghost and maybe they see this apparition, but two people can see something completely different. 
And mm -hmm. so it really also depends. And this is something that I guess I, I learned it from healing group and I, and I took it to heart and they said that, you know, where we are at on our own journey within this lifetime really affects how we are going to experience things, just not mm -hmm. just in life and how we perceive things and, and how we judge things, but also how we see, you know, the spirit realm and, and mm -hmm. how it affects us. And so we could stare at the same thing and have two completely different experiences. So even then trying to collect the mm -hmm. stories, it, it can be hard. Absolutely. I've, I've had a saying for years and usually I use it um, as a manager running restaurants and stuff, but I say perception is reality, mm -hmm. right? Because yes. what each individual <laughs> perceives is their own reality. So people talk about, well, this That's is what true. reality is. And I say, well, reality is, technically is different for everybody because yeah. it's just the same thing as saying there's two sides to every story, right? It's literally the oh, same yeah. thing. It's just in a more, more visceral, more, more physical, more actual experiences, understanding that again, you might see one thing and I might see something completely different and we get different feelings off of it and how we react with it is different, even though it's literally the same thing. And I personally believe that there are some entities out there that that is how they are. They're an energy or entity and we perceive them each differently and we experience them differently, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and I've come across this in, in the Bigfoot world. Um, you get some of those rare stories where somebody experienced the Bigfoot, but somebody experienced something else, uh, maybe just mm -hmm. a fog or a mist, you know, different things like that. So it's, it's definitely an interesting aspect where people like us that we don't just focus on one thing. We, we look at big picture stuff. We look at multiple different happenings and we see those kind of connections, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean that <laughs> it, you're, you're talking, it, it's, it's funny cause it's such a doorway when you talk about perception being reality that totally lends mm -hmm. to my, my uh, other love, which is, you know, manifestation, the power of the mind and being able to manifest different things like egregores and tulpas and, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to the Sasquatch. I didn't know about this. So you're, you're, you got my interest on this one. Oh. Uh, tell us what you encountered and why you think it was a Sasquatch, but why you're not sure. What were the, the different behaviors that was going on? And let's see if we can't analyze that a little bit. Oh, wow. I thought yeah. that, I, that you knew about it. That's crazy. Okay. So, gosh. Okay. So, I flew to Ohio. And okay. uh, ever since, I've definitely called Ohio the land of monsters. <laughs> I <laughs> no longer, like, I was like, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a believer. I'm a knower <laughs> in this moment. So, we had began doing a paranormal investigation of somebody's house and the house on the spirit box that we had, we had like a SB seven or something. I'm not really good with ghost <laughs> equipment. I'm going to be honest. And so it's where it's going through all these radio stations really fast. So you hear the static, but you might hear some mm -hmm. words come through. And so we do what's called the Estes method where somebody has they're blindfolded and they have the noise canceling earphones on and they're just speaking out the solid words that they hear. And then somebody else is asking, you know, questions. Well, all the answers that we seem to get ended up dealing with the land, the forest and the land. It said that, um, there was something lost, a, a disconnection or something. And so I had the great idea that, well, <laughs> maybe we should go ghost hunting in the woods, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we gather all the equipment and we get in this, this little um, off-road vehicle and we drive out through the field and we get into the woods. And again, I always look back at this part because in Oregon, the forest is very quiet. Mm 
You don't mm-hmm. really hear very much there. But over in Ohio, oh, it is an orchestra. You have the cicadas <laughs> and the crickets and the, the lightning bugs were out. I got to see my first firefly during this, which was amazing. And, um, and however, when we got to the woods, it was completely silent. And that should have been a clue for me, especially yeah. if somebody... You know, I, I spent my whole life, I descend from a bunch of rock hounders. I was in search and rescue. I mm-hmm. should have known this. And we go in there, we set everything up and we're sitting there and we're just kind of being quiet. And I hear what sounds like this really low guttural growl that's just, it comes, it's behind me and off to my right. And I just kind of freeze and I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm being a wiener. (laughs) Like I (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) that is literally what I thought. And I tried to ignore it. Well, then I heard these, I heard these footsteps and I, and I'm just like, okay, that could be a bunny. We're going to just pretend that's a bunny. (laughs) And again, because I didn't want them to think that I was some scaredy cat and couldn't handle this. And so, however, it just, there's just this feeling that came over me. So I decided to stand up and I grabbed a flashlight and I, and I turn around and I'm scanning the forest and just barely out of the um, light of the flashlight, you, you can see the actual traditional silhouette You've got the head, you've got the shoulder. It looks like the arm is kind of around the tree a little bit. And I'm standing there and I'm like, all I could think in my head was, I'm not out here for you. That's not why I'm here. (laughs) I never wanted to have the experience. I never wanted anything to do with any cryptid. That was one thing that I was just like, no. And so, boom, I put the flashlight down and I'm going that this isn't happening. As soon as I put the flashlight down, (laughs) we hear this really loud, open-handed smack on the side of the vehicle that we drove in on. And the people in my party, you know, they jumped and they laughed and they were like, oh, you know, we're starting to get some activity. And I'm just froze there. And at the time, their mind, you know, when you're doing ghost hunting, you hear a lot of like doors slam or footsteps. It's normal to hear sounds. But Mm -hmm. we were out in the woods. And, and you're gonna let everybody die. <laughs> you're gonna let everybody die. You saw what was gonna kill everybody. Yeah, I was. It was it was pretty bad. I was so quiet and I didn't say anything. And finally, they look at me and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I went to shake my head yes, and then I was then I shook my head no, and I said, "Nope, we need to go out to the field. We can't be here. I can't be in here." And so they're like, um, okay, all right, it's okay. Well, you know, we pack up our stuff and we'll get in the vehicle and we'll drive on out. So we do. But that's when one of them says, I think something's following us out. And I just, <laughs> I just didn't say anything until we got out to the field. And finally, I get out and they're like, are you better now? And I said, yes, <laughs> this is, this is okay here. Because I felt like I could, I could see a lot better. And mm-hmm. huh, my friend, and I knew it, I knew, I knew it. She, she had got out her phone, she put something on it and she held it up in the air. And I just held my breath because I knew what was going to happen next. And yeah, she, you're gonna she, die just like Jurassic <laughs> <Park>. <laughs> Yeah, so she played the 1994 Ohio Howl recording. Oh yep. my lord, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm, you know, if I was one of those cartoons where you see it just turn white, <laughs> you know, that that was me, just like pale as as a sheet. And so as soon as that's playing, sure enough, the same sound, the same cadence, the same tone, everything came out of the woods where we just were in response to that. And here it's howling at us or whatever you want to call it. 
And then you hear this really loud, like it, it's ripping something out of the ground and it's smacking it against another tree. And I'm just at that point, I jumped in the, in the little vehicle and I was like, go, go, go. <laughs> and, uh, and we, we finally, we drove back to the house and, um, they wanted to go back out and I was like, fine, but I'm not, I'm good. I found Sasquatch. It's done. <laughs> like my search is over. And, and I stayed inside the house until they came back and I felt a little better at this point. And so I thought, okay, I haven't heard of anybody else trying this because you have two totally different camps when it comes to Sasquatch. You have the, the people that believe that it's, you know, I guess they're called apers. And then you've got the people that believe that it has interdimensional property stuff. And so mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I want to get out the spirit box. Let's do the Estes method again. And let's just see what happens. You are crazy. I'm not yes. going in the woods with you either. I am not going in the woods with you either. Everything okay? So, yeah, we're, 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 we're about to die. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just, I really didn't want to like be the scaredy cat, you know, but uh, looking back, I definitely, <laughs> I learned a lesson for sure. But so we start the Estes method and here's, I mean, <laughs> It gets it's it's just so weird. Um, we could feel this presence come around us, and I remember saying uh, we we looked up on the ridge, and both of us saw this the same silhouette up on the ridge by this tree, and it did that same like uh, the that sway back and forth that they talk mm -hmm. about that they do. And nope. the person on the Estes method who's blindfolded and everything and also facing the opposite direction says, see, you see me. And wow. so another person from the party turns the flashlight on and, and shines it up towards where we're seeing the silhouette. And then the person on the Estes method again says bright, too bright. So we shut off the flashlight. So it's clear to us, at least in the moment, that somehow this thing is able to to speak with us through the, the spirit box. And the thing is, though, when it was earlier, when it was talking about the land and everything, there was almost this shapeshifter type of entity that had briefly come through and it, we weren't we didn't really give it too much attention um but as we're doing this session and it had said something along the lines of we we were once worshipped but now we're a myth and then from there it started to turn and it was almost like this shapeshifter entity had ended up coming back. But there was a very clear energetic shift in the moment. We all felt it. And mm -hmm. at that point, it had said the nicknames of the children. And at that point, we were like, we're done. And we cut it off and we were finished. And that, and that was the end of it. I'm surprised you didn't leave the person sitting in the chair in the middle of the woods. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Okay, I'm going to backtrack really quick. You did, because... didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, well, okay, hear me out. Uh -huh. I, I, had, I had this other experience with my sister. And so I guess I have a habit of this. Leave it up. We were walking along the road. And I was about 13 at the time. So we're walking along the road and we see this man off in the distance and he was stumbling and he had, it looked like he had liquor, you know, in a paper brown bag mm -hmm. right. and he was really stumbling. And as we got closer, I felt, <laughs> I was feeling scared and something really just, 
I don't know. It just made my hair stand on end. And so I just took off running. And I, left ah, I knew it. Did you know I was, I was, you know, I was a police officer, right? Oh, man, no. I didn't. Yes. Yes. Captain Detective. I knew it. I knew it. Well, so if we ever scary. go out in the woods together, we're going to be handcuffed together. So if you run, I'm running. And if you ever oh, turn yeah. white, we are running together. And I'm going to drag your butt. So yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, she luckily she caught on and she started running with me. And it was one of those things where we ran down a street took a left-hand turn down another street, took another left-hand turn. And I went straight for this church um, garden area and I hid in the bushes and I looked up and there's no way he could have done it, but he was literally just catty corner away from where mm -hmm. we were. And with the way that he was stumbling and everything, there's no way that he could have made it down there right behind us. Wow. So, well, you know so what yeah, they say up here in the mountains, though, right? <laughs> up here in the mountains, they say you ain't got to outrun the bear. You just got to outrun the person that you're with. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. It ain't all, it ain't all man. I can see you out in the woods. We're all getting ready to die. And you're like, no, we're yep. good. <laughs> you're going first. I'm going to make it out. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, if I go extremely silent, you know something's wrong. <laughs> oh, I know. I felt that. And I already knew about that about you. As soon as you yeah. start talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I guess with your experience, the part that doesn't fit the normality of a Bigfoot experience is when you guys were communicating through the spirit box, right? Right. Because everything, everything else is pretty much, you know, standard Bigfoot experience. Now, yeah. I wonder, because there, there is the school of thought where, where Bigfoot is uh, telepathic, where he can communicate directly into your mind. And for those of you that think that's absolutely insane and crazy, um, let me remind you that Les Stroud has experienced this, and so he's not even a Bigfoot believer. Okay? So people out there that don't even believe in the woo, don't even believe in Bigfoot, have experienced something aka bigfoot uh speaking directly into their minds in, in human thoughts and human speech okay and so lady ann what you're talking about is exactly the same thing the only difference is those they will be picked up through a spirit box i wonder and i'm gonna have to look into this now because thank you for now adding this to my laundry list yeah. of things to ponder for the rest of my life <laughs> if spirit boxes are able to somehow pick up on telepathic communications and not just necessarily ghosts or entities or things that we would normally normally hear. I wonder if there's any correlation in there between thought projection, telepathy, and how spirit boxes work. Well, see, exactly. That's definitely... Okay, so I'll take it a little step further. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so I, on one of the investigations that we went on, we had somebody that had two, I don't know if they were millimeters, but basically if you touch the antenna, it will cause the, um, the lights to go from green to red. So red is if you're like holding on to it, um, or you can tap it kind of thing. Well, okay. they asked, can you make the one on the left turn red? And it turned red. And then they said, okay, now can you make the one on the right turn red? And it did. However, all of us were standing there. And I think, well, I have a wonder if, if we're all sitting there staring really hard at this and we're wanting to be in a haunted location is there mm -hmm. a chance that we all, our collective energy caused it to turn red? That it was us and not a spirit? Right, because we, we have a limited understanding of how, how these instruments actually work and how some of these things pick up. Like, what are they actually picking mm -hmm. up? 
what we know in theory of what it's supposed to be happening. It's like using like, you know, a K2 meter or an EMF reader, all these different things dur during an investigation. And we're theorizing this is what they're picking up and this is how, but do we really know how much right. is it is because I mean, that's the thing, right? So science shows that we, that thoughts are matter and is energy and we can project energy. And then that's all scientifically based. We right. just don't understand the potential of that or how that works or the strength of that, you know, and I think that's different in every person and we all have different abilities. Um, but you're right. How much of that instrumental influence is actually the participants? We don't know right. because how, how many people that, that are part of ghost investigation teams or, or spiritual investigation teams um, claim to have, you know, uh, various gifts like that. Right. You know, a lot no, of them are true. sensitives, right? A lot of them are empaths. Um, some of them uh, claim to be mediums and spiritualists. So you wonder, but that's a very good point. How many of that could actually be? And especially if you have a collection of them, right? You've got three or four oh, people yeah. mm -hmm. uh, with, with strong energies and, you know, maybe ability to project if they're empathic or different things and how that could be influencing the, the instruments. I never even thought right. of that before. <laughs> hmm. so this is why I love these shows because I learned so much more on my own. And then, you know, a lot more stuff for me to think about, which I don't really need, but, you know. <laughs> well, and, and to go back to the Sasquatch thing, too, really quick. How do we know that, you know, because there's those two different camps between Aprils mm -hmm. and I don't know what they call the others, but. The Woo um, camp. The, the Woos. And so. Yeah, the Woos. You <laughs> the Woos. <laughs> so what if that there was something like a shapeshifter that mm -hmm. knew that somehow had access to our fears, but this seems more like it would be in our DNA, like an ancestral fear because you hear mm -hmm. about, you know, the native Americans interacting with the, with these beings. And so maybe what if there's a shapeshifter that can take on the image mm -hmm. and, and behaviors of a Sasquatch. And so then the people that experience the shapeshifters, you know, what if the woo camp, what if they're experiencing like a shapeshifter or something and it's not yep. an actual Sasquatch. I mean, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything definitive. I'm just saying, what if, cause I like, I like the, what if <laughs> I've actually talked about that several times. And even some on this show were part of the Bigfoot phenomenon and the Dogman phenomenon. I believe there are multiple entities that we're experiencing and i do believe there are entities out there that are exactly what you're describing they're the shapeshifter ones they're the ones that can uh, uh feed on us and our, our thoughts and our and energies and will take a form to match what they want to go from there but i also believe there are, are real flesh and blood bigfoot as well right and so that's where you we have behavioral patterns and we have to look at different things and see what's happening um, but I, I've made that distinction a long time ago because uh, just just with how different things happen and the different interactions, um, right. you know, like 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 people talking about having something walk right up to them and they can feel the movement of something walk past them, but they can't see anything, uh, you know, but yeah. they're 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 but they're experiencing Bigfoot like activity, but then something just runs past them. They can see leaves kicking up. So something, you know, um, and then so there has to be a couple of different explanations if you look at everybody's experiences. And that's definitely something exactly like you're talking about is something that I believe happens. Absolutely. I'm still stuck. I'm all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Y'all just turn off the light, ignore the nine foot monster in the corner. We didn't see that. Yo, yep. can I, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We're just keep doing your thing. You know? <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. I'm good. We'll just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Now, you're I'm telling that story. I, I, I remember you. And I having the uh, discussion about your encounter, but not as fleshed out. So I do right. remember you telling me about it, but I don't, we didn't flesh it out as much. So 
That was my yeah. fault. You did tell me at one point. Oh. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you did flush it out because we ever all get together and she yeah. wants to go in the woods. I'm going to be like, hell no. <laughs> I, I, I really hope your uh, significant other knows this about you and uh, can be prepared when you guys go out together. Yeah, She's oh, a man. runner. She's a runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh he you know he'd outrun me so quick oh my gosh i'd you know <laughs> i'd do a sacrifice it wouldn't matter it would not matter if i ran first it was actually kind of funny we went on a walk um one of these mornings and we had um you know he was showing me all these different animals and, and the different things uh -huh. that are nearby and towards the end he had said something along the lines of having a race <laughs> i was like i was like i'm i'm tired and i'm hot and we're at the end of this million mile walk and i was like there's no way and uh and i said i see what you're doing here and uh and so he was like he, he laughed you know and we were walking and then all of a sudden we were only a couple blocks from the car boom i just take off <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, either way right. I'm out of that's luck right. either way I'm out of luck because I can't I can't run for nothing <laughs> oh. oh man yeah Unbelievable. so circling back to the shadow entities uh, Grizz I'm seeing there's a lot of people in our audience there telling their own stories of, of shadow men yeah. and shadow encounters this is a very common phenomenon very common yeah and I think and it's people talk about it, but I think it's so underreported because again, it's kind of a general, what did I see? I don't understand. Did I see that? Did I not see that? You know, and then, and then people are talking about, I saw the colored eyes. I saw, you know, teeth. Does that still count as a shadow entity as a shadow man? Because now we're seeing specific parts, you know, it, it reminds yeah. me of, um, Brenton Sawin, a good friend of mine, may he rest in peace. Um, he talked about one night he saw what he thought was a shadow man. Right. But as he watched it standing next to his bed, he realized it wasn't a shadow. It was an actual being, but it, its skin was so dark and textured that it looked like a shadow. And if he hadn't been just just six inches away from it next to his bed when he rolled over, he never would have seen that it was actually textured skin and shaped, but it would have looked just like a shadow. That, yeah. So that's there's so many things that happen um, that we just can't even describe. And so we have to lump it into a category like shadow men. And yeah, it, no, I agree. It's amazing. It it's fascinating. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's hard too because it's so easy to sit there and go, "Are my eyes playing tricks on me? Can I really yeah. trust what I'm seeing?" Uh huh. The I've, I know is, is Lady Ann. The people are making comments. They hate to see what the hell they when they uh, the put it this way. They're saying <laughs> they hate to see what you look like when you're really scared when you do run. <laughs> so, the road what, runner. What yeah. We'll just put it that way, right? <laughs> oh man. So yeah. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people in my normal working life, and once you start talking to them, they'll come out and say, "Oh, I, I one time I was at so and so's house, my mom's house, whatever, and I saw something walk across the hallway, but there was nobody there." Like, like there's people that are not into the subject that experienced this. And that, that's where I know there has to be a grain of truth in here because everybody's all like, you know, well, you imagined it or you wanted to see something so bad. So you had an experience Right? we've all heard that. But when you talk to these people that have no clue, no interest, they don't even like watching scary movies, you know, 
and they're experiencing these shadow entities or seeing things, there, there has to definitely be something to it, right? And so yeah. if you guys are listening and, and you've experienced something like that, just know you're not crazy. Whether you believe in it or not, you can still experience it and, and still have something happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, Brian, absolutely. there you go. Yellow eyes, yellow teeth. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. Yolanda wants to know, Justin, are you sure it wasn't an alien? You can never be sure. We don't know. That's the whole thing. How, how do we define it? Especially you know? with the texture of skin. So. Yeah. Um, Brenton, I still can't get Brenton, my mind off of being in the middle of a damn woods. <laughs> I heard with the flashlight looking at this creature. I'm like, no, nah, we're good. We're going to move on. I mean, that's, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, let's get real though, for a second. I mean, no, that, you know. that is a true friend. We're all getting ready to be eaten by a monster, you know, from Ohio. And we're all having fun, and she's about to wet herself, I'm freaking out, looking at a, a, a creature that does not exist in real life, and telling everybody to remain calm. We're cool. Everything's fine. No. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, too, where even though I've had so many different experiences throughout my life, I still remain a bit skeptical. You know, because it is so mm -hmm. hard to know, okay, did I, did I, you know, for instance, I have, um, I don't know, again, I'm not really sure what to call it. So I was out on my patio one evening and I was just kind of contemplating the next article that I wanted to write for this newsletter that went out to all the residents. And I was thinking about Earth Hour. And I wanted to participate in it. And so I'm just kind of stargazing and something catches my eye. And it's this big cloud of smoke. And I thought, well, gosh, somebody must be, you know, I don't know, vaping. And it's like this big dragon cloud, you know, so that I'm looking for the person that's <laughs> blowing this massive thing. And there is no person. It is this, <clears throat> it, it, it this human-like being that just kind of comes out of the smoke, it manifests, and I watch it walk down the road. And I I do not have, I mean, it, it was like in that moment, there was no fight, flight. It was just freeze. It was just absolute freeze. And I'm like holding my breath as I'm watching this thing walk because I'm sitting there disbelieving what I'm actually seeing. I'm sitting there going, there's no way. There's no way that I'm looking at this right now. <laughs> and if I if I look at it too much, is it going to energetically know that I'm looking at it? Oh, God, what do I do if it looks at my face? Like, And, and we make that connection. Like, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, it, it just disappears in, through this, like, invisible door. So finally... I'm able to get back inside the house and I shut all the <laughs> windows and blinds. Well, when I get to the last window and I have my hand on the, um, on the pull string to put down the blinds, sure enough in the window across in this next apartment, I see this thing in the window and it is, it, it is exactly what I just saw walking down the street. So I took a picture of it and it's actually in my book. Um, oh, but oh wow. I, I have sent it off and, and told people debunk it. Like I'm cool with that because, <laughs> because if, if somebody can debunk it, then maybe I was just having a weird experience and, and I don't know, you know, it, it would at least uh -huh. make it less real if that <laughs> makes sense, you know, so I'd be sure. fine with things being debunked, but, but nobody has been able to yet. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's hard. It, it's hard because I, I the experiences are wild. That's for sure. But and and I believe in a lot of things. But at the same time, I'm I'm also just I'm also skeptical because it's so hard to wrap your head around it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one thing to believe in a lot of the things that we believe in on on a. a instinctual level right because you and i have a lot of similar beliefs and areas and we differ in a lot of our beliefs and areas um but we believe in energies and healings and, and 
the reality of, of situations like that. Um, but these things don't always fit within those beliefs, right? So, of course, we're still skeptical just because we believe in some quote unquote like far out there things doesn't mean we believe in everything or that we even think of everything or how it's connected. You, you know what I mean? Like just because I believe in Bigfoot and then other cryptids and stuff, if, if I see a smoke ghost man entity shape walking down the road, I'm going to be skeptical and, and then probably a little freaked <laughs> yeah. out. Right. So it's all kind of, you, you know, just because you believe certain things when you have experiences, I mean, they're, they're still, odd and they're still you're unsure of what's happening and you're what you're seeing you know so oh, yeah. you know some people mm -hmm. some people don't understand the difference there and how that works um yeah but yeah it, it's, it's wild like that grizzly did you see what brian posted i don't lady ann i don't think she knows about your dolls I, I um I, i'm stuck in the woods with the flashlight and her telling everybody to remain calm did you bring a doll is there, is there something about dolls i have a little oh, doll yeah. and i also have a robert the doll a little i have Robert's. dolls that are that have attachments i have one that caught winking on live camera on, on a live show that does not have blinkable yeah. eyes <laughs> and uh, yes, I have a lot of activity in my studio. So, yeah. Wow. So, what, what Brian yeah. posted was imagine being out in the woods, Grizz, and turning your flashlight on, and it's one of your dolls standing there. I know. I read it. I read it. I, 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 <laughs> but I wanted to thank her for coming on to the show. It was wonderful. Yes. Oh, thank you. This has been great. Yes. There's so much more to unwrap and get into. We'll definitely have to have you back on, Lady Anne. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you guys so much. And, and to your audience, you are so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And you have a great night. And ladies and gentlemen, from coast to coast around the world, that's a wrap. We'll catch you on the next show. Godspeed. Take care. Bye-bye.